Incoming transmission from the Janeway Podcast Program. This is Captain Janeway of the USS Voyager speaking. I command the most advanced research vessel in the Alpha Quadrant. Of course, it's now marooned in the Delta Quadrant. My crew and I must do whatever it takes to get home safely or die trying. I prefer the former, but we'll see because I'm insane. Yes, captaining is a stressful job, but somebody's gotta do it. That's how I spend my days. But by night, I'm just killing time and wagging my chin. I've discovered an old holodeck program called the Podcasting Studio. I found an eager-to-please ensign with a chill tood to help me run the program. So go ahead, delete the wife. And come, listen to me unwind and chat about my day with whoever's around. Subscribe to the Janeway Podcast Program wherever you get your podcasts. As you were. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. W-L-H-R. This WLHR podcast is brought to you by Underworld Public Radio. And by Sharp Knife. Teenagers ended your life? Use Sharp Knife to get back your afterlife. This is Fresh Scare. I'm Sherry Disgusting, broadcasting to you from the underworld. My guest today is Josh Rubin, writer, director, dreamweaver, visionary, plus actor. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Sherry. I'm terrified to be here. Josh has been described as a multi-threat. A threat is defined by Merriam-Webster as an expression of intention to inflict evil, injury, or damage. Josh, how have you used your skills to inflict evil? Was it through some sort of branded content web series you may have produced for the internet? I inflict my terror when I sold my soul to do branded content, probably college humor, um, 150 years ago. Right, right. The internet is very old. Uh, Josh, 
You are currently a ghoul. You uh, shapeshift. You're fascinated mm-hmm. by death and the macabre, right. and you have little donkey legs. <laughs> um, has that helped or hindered your acting career? Uh, well, actually, you know, seeing that everyone's like super like woke now, they are super accepting. I mean, yeah, like I'm a 39 year old like Caucasian filmmaker actor, but when they see me walking with those donkey legs, they're like, "What an ass!" You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, which is sort of me to ask, but at least they accept me. As I mentioned, you're a shapeshifter. You do impressions. I do. Have you ever done an impression so good that you scared yourself? Uh, probably John Lovitz. You know, acting like even then, just saying that just gave me chills. My personal favorite series of characters you do is actually uh, the men who've decided to have a baby oh. with uh, the viewer. Mm-hmm. Man with ponytail, man in glasses, and man in indie film. Uh, man in indie film. That's right. Classic. Yeah. How many other types of men who've decided to have a baby did you research for this project? Um, so it mainly was just watching early Joe Swanberg and uh, some really early Duplassian um, kind of mumblecore flicks. But uh, I was really just drawing from my own personal experience, just, you know, wanting to have a baby with so many women. It's just like, I don't know, wasn't interested. And I don't know if that's like a donkey leg thing or a ghoul thing, or maybe it's just because I'm 5'8". Yeah. You got your first big break writing, producing, and starring in videos for College Humor. Now that you're a little older and your taste has matured, would you say that you make graduate school humor? Um... No, I think I'm still as underdeveloped as I was, I'd say, when I was 23 and taking two-hour lunch breaks to go to Benny's Burrito and buy jeans only to go back and do a Katy Perry uh, parody, you know, back on, on Barry Diller's Dime. I don't think anything's really changed. Is it because you're an immortal ghoul or just the demographic hasn't really changed or...? I think the demographic has changed. I just think I'm stuck in my ways. Um, Bit of a Peter Pan, if you will, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I did notice a trend in in your films. There's a lot of references to uh, NPR and fine dining and and things like that. It seems a little more elevated than college, but what do I know? I'm a swamp thing. I mean, I guess so. Don't, you know, don't shoot yourself in uh, in your rotten foot or anything. Oh, I don't have feet. I, I emanate from a puddle. It's kind of like a big oh. swampy skirt. Oh wow! Like um, it's not quite Alex Mack. It's more like um, something. It's very you Alex see. Mack. It's actually oh, okay. it's very Alex Mack. If if she got stuck mid transformation. Oh wow! Um, so sort of a spectral swampy bottom, which um sounds Correct. like something Paul Hollywood doesn't want your uh, your croissant to have. No swampy bottom. You know what I mean? That's my Paul Hollywood. No swampy bottom. You know what I mean? Good impression, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. (laughs) According to IMDb Trivia, you were named one of nine comedians worth following on Snapchat in 2016. Uh, How do you top yourself after that, after such an achievement? And also, why try? What else is there to do? Uh, There's nothing else to do. I've retired. (sighs) After I won a, well, honorable mention Webby for my um, problematic uh, improv uh, talk show, Hello, My Name Is. Um, I thought probably said some cancelable things, but at least I didn't look like myself, you know, because that's just what you do when you're working for a a website um, making humor for boys. After that article came out, I cashed out my 401k and I moved to California. And then um, I've been living on the street ever since. But uh, at least um, my ghoulish donkey legs have kind of kept me going. 
What uh, neighborhood did you set up your little? Uh, well, Burbank, and that didn't work out too well because, boy, the jurisdiction's just not quite friendly to um, to donkey people. So I just settled in Echo Park because no one bats an eye when you you dress like this. Wow, I've never been to Los Angeles. I live under the core of the earth with other creatures. So I, I don't get your references. Every time I listen to a podcast about Los Angeles, I, I, I just don't know what Coanga is, you know? Yeah, same. I think it's- I don't know um, what the foot guy, there's a foot guy that everyone drives by. I, I don't know what that means. Yeah, that used to be a thing. There was a sign that divided Silver Lake and Echo Park, and it was a foot sign. And one side of the foot sign was a happy foot. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other one was a broken foot on crutches. And I guess the idea was it was advertising the foot doctor that um, I don't even know exists there anymore. And apparently that very sign is for sale somewhere. Great. And tacos. Tacos are a big thing where you are. Tacos aren't big in um, in the core of the earth. Oh, no. Uh, we eat rocks and we drink slime. Well, I guess it's the quickest way to get a soggy bottom. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. My guest today is Hollywood Big Shot, an actual ghoul with little donkey legs, Josh Rubin. And as a reminder, I am a swamp thing broadcasting from a little niche I carved into some rocks under the Earth's crust. Josh, you star in the Shudder original movie, A Wounded Fawn, as Bruce Ernst, a sophisticated art dealer who is also a sadistic serial killer. We have a clip from the film. At this point in the story, Bruce has persuaded a gallery worker, Meredith Tanning, played by Sarah Lind, to spend the weekend with him in a secluded cabin. Bruce has attempted to wine and dine Meredith, but she's frightened. Not only of Bruce's antagonism and strange demeanor, but also because of strange noises she's heard outside of the cabin. That's right, and uh, here I come gaslighting her. No, Meredith. We just got here. I just cooked you an entire meal that you barely touched, and I really don't feel like driving back to the city. You don't want to be here alone with me? No. I'm, no, I mean, yes. You're scared. 
Yeah, I'm scared. Wow, okay. Just every facet of toxicity seeping through the pores of this character. One of those roll out of bed and just kind of just kind of do it rolls for me, really. Yeah, just like what is every shitty choice that a person <laughs> could make to clearly signal that they are a bad dude? Yeah. The funny thing about the whole scene is it was improvised. It wasn't scripted whatsoever. I just kind of, you know, pulled from the gut, took a swing and just put myself in a place. Yeah, I find myself really... Every day, every time I'm, I'm in a room with a, you know, with a, with a woman, with a totally normal woman. Speaking of pulling things, I think you're pulling my leg. I, I think that was 100% scripted, but. Oh, I didn't know you had a leg being a swampy bottom creature of uh, Middle Earth. You know, you make a great point. <laughs> Tell me about the process of auditioning for that role. Or did you audition at all? It seems like you play a lot of disturbed men. I do, yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, I have a connection to emasculated um, mid-30s uh, something uh, Caucasian males. Um, so I don't know if that's saying something about me or if I just want to uh, hold the light to that uh, demographic. But incels aside, I luckily didn't have to audition. Travis DM'd me on Twitter and said, uh, I know you're a filmmaker, but he interested in performing. And I said... Wow. If you're writing it, absolutely. And he did indeed. He co-wrote this uh, brilliant script with Nathan Foudry. And boy, was it a thrill. I thought I could bring a lot of toxic energy to it. And um, here we are. Without spoiling it, there's an interesting scene uh, where you have to writhe around in mud for a while. Was that in the script? Is that something you just came up with on the fly? Uh, well, yeah, rather around the mud. I mean, something you don't understand. Am I right, Sherry? <laughs> Just kind of being. Um... <laughs> well, no, I am uh, a swamp thing. That's not mud. Oh, right. Sorry. I got a 950 on my SATs. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, sort of a last minute decision from Travis, I believe, on the day once once we were there. He's like, hey, why don't we just roll a whole film cartridge on this death scene? Oh, it was shot on film. It wasn't digital? It was 16 mil, yeah. So once you wow. hear that uh, that clickety-clacking, you've got to be on your best behavior with your lines learned and know how to hit your marks because time's, time's a money and money's a time. In the film, you are haunted by the ghosts of three women that your character has killed. Is this a veiled retelling of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol? Uh, it certainly could be. Um, like I said, this was it was just a, just a gig for me. I just showed up and Travis just told, you know, I just asked Travis how loud I need to scream. You know, and um, and I did, but now I'm learning a whole lot about you know like how important it is and stuff. Fair enough, yeah. It might be. Very recently, you pivoted from comedy to the world of horror. Which genre is more frightening? Ooh, that's a uh, that is a really tricky question. I'd say comedy. Uh, well, you could say horror is quite buoyant for its um, color palettes and stylishness, and comedy is quite dark for its personalities. Most comedians have quite dark uh, dispositions behind the veneers of being silly. I mean, you know, again, speaking for myself, I, I, I'm not always on, and when I'm not always on, I'm not always the sweetest of sweethearts. So you just never know. Wow, okay. I, Pretty deep, right? No, yeah, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that insight. Um, I guess I meant in terms of approaching 
a project in either of those genres, which is more intimidating to you? Oh, wow. Are the stakes higher when you're doing comedy or when you're trying to scare people? Oh, wow. Uh, well, for me, the stakes are higher trying to scare people because I, uh, I've been doing the comedy thing for a long time. And I sort of know how to do that in my bones, as you can tell. I mean, through this entire interview, I, I think I've been killing it. I've, I've been laughing uproariously the whole time. You could probably hear it on the microphone. Well, I can't, but like, it's harder for me too, as a comedian, um, to then, you know, suddenly put myself in the horror world and try and calculate or, uh, build the concoction for a jump scare. That's, that's way harder for me and a way scarier endeavor, but yet I somehow can't seem to get away from it. So, um, FML, you know, we'll be right back after a short message from our sponsors who may or may not be a financing app or another podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Fresh Scare. I'm Sherry Disgusting. My guest is Josh Rubin, who acts, writes, and directs, and shows off. All great directors have a long list of creative heroes. Please name your top 100 favorite filmmakers. Uh, Spielberg, Spielborg, Spielberg, Stoven Spielberg, Steven Spolberg. Mm-hmm. Karin Kusama, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller sometimes, though I hear he's tricky. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Jim Swanberg, Lake Bell, uh, Lee Winnell, Taika Waititi, John Singleton. We'll just keep going till you hit that 100, that sweet, sweet 100. Oh, I know. Good. Um, uh, Joseph Winter, Vanessa Winter, Duncan Burningham, uh, Travis Stevens, uh, Patrick Lawrence, uh, Natasha Kermani, uh, Scott You Derrickson. know, I, I've changed my huh? mind. I think we have to move on. I think we only made it like 13, but that's fine. You're a very physical performer in uh, both comedy and horror. Do you have a stuntman who does your pratfalls or anything like that? Uh, yeah, Abby Jacobson. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. She's, uh, she's also on, um, on, on Broad City. Um, people often think we're... We're twins. Uh, and uh, she's just like, you know what? I want to try getting into stunt performing. And I said, yeah, I want to try um, being a comedian activist. And so we'll just kind of just you know, switch. We'll just kind of swap lives for a little bit. In 2020, you wrote and directed the film Scare Me about two horror writers who spend an evening in a cabin telling each other scary stories, which takes the old filmmaking adage of show, don't tell, and bludgeons it to death. Uh, Josh, when did you realize that the rules of filmmaking don't apply to you at all? I think, you know, being, being a filmmaker, being, uh, being, being white, being male, being in California, um, growing up in Potomac, Maryland, living in Woodstock, New York, um, what shouldn't apply to me really? You know what I mean? Just like as a man and as a filmmaker, you know, Caucasian 39-year-old filmmaker and an actor, producer sometimes, and a writer. Um, it's like, why should I have to kind of bend to 
um, those and uh, thus that came before me. I don't know, just, just in terms of just societally, it just seems like, yeah, I shouldn't have to. Um, and that's just, that's who I am and that's what I am. And yeah. Um, anyway, check out my all new interview with Joe Rogan at www. Uh, nope. I can't, I can't seem, to, seem to find his URL. But We'll grab it in post. Rad. Okay. Uh, watching your films, I'm struck by how sophisticated and literate your characters are. You seem to make movies for book people. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, like like books like R.L. Stein books or? No, no, like, or, you know, like New York Times bestseller book people. Like yeah, maybe people yeah. who like pretend to read. Yes, you know what definitely. I mean? People who pretend to read love your movies. Is that what it is? Uh, I, I would say, I would say so. I mean, I can tell you as the filmmaker, uh, I've definitely bought like, you know, a book on Mao just to kind of have it on the subway to see if I'd get attention. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, I don't think I ever followed through with that for good reason. Do you fancy yourself a fancy man? Uh, look, I'm a steak and potatoes kind of, kind of gal. Those um, are very fancy. I guess so. So yes, yes. The answer is yes. Coming up later in the show, the Crypt Keeper reviews one of last year's horror hits, Barbarian. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fresh Scare. I'm Sherry Disgusting, broadcasting to you from the underworld. I'm speaking with fancy person filmmaker Josh Rubin. In the movie Scare Me, you do play a writer who's having a hard time coming up with ideas, and one of the ideas you end up writing down is uh, Werewolves Getting Revenge. And in 2021, you directed Werewolves Within, which was an adaptation of the mobile game of the same name. Was that a call forward? Did that just organically happen as, as some universal things do? Total organic, delicious coincidence. I mean, isn't that just wonderful how that happened? And just like being who I am and just like the privilege I deserve. Uh, I mean, why shouldn't it have gone that way? Um, yeah, isn't it insane that that was just uh, that just happened to be the swing I took first, and that the ODA or open directing assignment that came to me after the fact was, um, hey, do you want to uh, do a werewolf film essentially in the same area you just spent no money? Um, and I got to do that. I got to spend a whole lot more money back in the hood hiring some of the crew who um, did my first thing, watching me uh, get masturbatory uh, on camera um, for peanuts. They, they actually got to, you know, make a buck or three. Uh, since we're on the topic of werewolves, werewolves and vampires go hand in hand, often antagonistically. Your new film that you produced and acted in, Blood Relatives, is about a wandering vampire who discovers that he has a teen daughter who hunts him down no pun intended, in the Midwest. It's a really sweet movie about family, bonding, wanting to disappear, wanting to find yourself. It's a very nurturing film. And speaking of nurturing, we have a clip. Open your mouth and concentrate. In this scene, Francis, the nomadic vampire and reluctant father, played by Noah Sagan, is instructing his newly acquainted daughter, Jane, played by Victoria Morales, on how to properly drink a human's blood. What now? Just, like, look at her neck. So I just go for it. 
trust your instincts. Jane, her fangs out, tries to feed. The intended victim, a hotel manager, suddenly wakes up. And naturally, the startled Jane violently defends herself and accidentally kills the woman. Josh, what's the analog here? I mean, it's sort of akin to teaching your kid how to drive. Here's, here's, uh, here's this muscle car driving Jewish vampire Zaddy, you know, played by uh, brilliantly by by writer director Noah Segan. Define Zaddy. Uh, I think that's just like basically a really handsome kind of older older man. Um, okay, we're uh, we're veering off into casting couch territory. I feel okay. like there's some sort describing. of history there, but just okay. To- yeah, just want to thank you for def- yes, yeah, okay. Because you asked, but um, yeah, no, it was I, I did. just kind of oh, right. I, I was um, just kind of uh, I think we're just. Gotta love, gotta love a tete a tete with a you know between a ghoul and a swamp lady. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes for a great radio. <laughs> Just really, really, but mildly passive aggressive. Um, <laughs> it just gets me. I don't know about you, Sherry, but to that little that exchange particularly just got me in. Uh, just got me right where. Just got me right where it hurts. And um, but no, but not to not to veer off yet again. Uh, yeah, I just uh, that's what zaddies are. Uh, not to harp and um, so it's a it's a very sweet scene. Yeah, it really sets up an interesting dynamic where this reluctant father puts up kind of a fight, but not really. He does immediately bond with this person. He just tries not to very lightly. That's right. That's right. It's uh, I guess you could say allegory, symbolism, congruency. If that's a word, I got a nine fifty on my SATs. He's pushing away the responsibility of fatherhood, but but only because he doesn't feel like he can fill that role, right? He He's just scared to disappoint her. It's not like he doesn't like her or she, you know, puts him off or anything like that. She seems like a pretty smart, sweet kid. And he's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could do this, right? I think that's what it turns into eventually. Yeah, what starts is him kind of being up on his heels, uh, having been on the road, protecting himself and doing God knows what uh, in and around that muscle car to get by as a as a night walking bloodsucker. Um, yeah, I think he reveals precisely that, 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 that gets you right in the heart and why ultimately it's just so sweet when they, you know, spoiler alert, uh, realize that they need each other. Yeah. You have a bit part in this movie you produced. Tell us about your preparation for it. Uh, I just uh, put on a straight jacket and did this eye thing I do. Um, I have a lazy eye. I can almost sort of control light astigmatism, I guess you could say. Um, so I uh, that gets me there quickly as a character, just kind of knowing I was doing a some version of a Renfield-type character following the, um, the footsteps of Peter McNichol and Dracula Dead and Loving It. I thought, uh, well, I can't really <laughs> top that, but I'm going to try. And I did. Both A Wounded Fawn and Blood Relatives are available to stream on Shudder, as is your film Scare Me and um, Scare Package, which I I keep thinking you're in, but you're not. Uh, Yeah, I have nothing to do with that film. Why do I keep thinking that you're in it? 
Well, um, probably because it's like, you know, scare me, scare packages, a little bit of conflation. And I don't know if it's like years of just, I'm not going to speak to your uh, disposition, living in the middle of the earth, being right, a thing right. of the swamp. Under the world, underworld. Yeah, underworld, right. But I don't know, you know, you can only imagine what it does to the brain. I mean, look what it does to Darkman. The guy was just underground for a little bit and he goes mad. So what's happening with your swampy bottom? Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of conflation. I will say the producer director of Scare Package, uh, one of the producers, Aaron Kuntz, he was one of the producers on Blood Relatives. So oh, there, wow. there is a little bit of overlap there. It's a bit um, of an incestuous uh, pool. Oh, deeply. <laughs> Deeply, viciously incestuous. We'll be right back after the break, unless you're a Patreon subscriber, in which case, I'll see you in a second. This is Fresh Scare. I'm Cherry Disgusting. I'm speaking with comedy but sometimes horror director, Josh Rubin. If you had a chance to remake any horror movie, what would it be, and why is it Dark Man? I would love to remake Dark Man because it's, a, it's scary Batman. I mean, come on. It's horror. It's heart. It's a little bit Freddy Krueger. It's a little bit uh, Phantom of the Opera. It's, a, it's, it's very DC Comics. Um, we don't get many horror heroes. Like how many Hellboy movies you want to see? I'm excited about The Crow, but I just don't think The Crow is going to be super funny as well. Uh, before you go, what's the most terrifying thing you can imagine? Drowning. Whoa. That's it? <laughs> um, then maybe being bitten by a bat. Or a bunch of bats. I think that would suck. I don't want to judge, but I feel like drowning sounds way more terrifying than a bat bite. Let's see how you feel when uh, a horde of flying rats uh, starts nipping at your nose. I mean, it, it would be terrifying, but then it would be over, you know. Uh, or will it? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Or will you then become Batman? You know, I don't know. That all oh, comes back oh to that. yeah, that's a good point. You get bitten, you get your rabies shots, and then you become mm -hmm. Batman. Yeah, just like after that, why wouldn't you want to do, you know, a few more a few more crunches or whatnot? Josh, do you have anything uh, coming up that you're really excited about? I do. I'm releasing a graphic novel next year called Darla. Um, it's sort of an mm -hmm. homage to Tales from the Crypt. It's about a uh, an irritable small-town woman who um, starts to feel gradually more and more isolated and uh, fantasizes a creature that tells her to do twisted shit. I'm just trying to break out of my, you know, toxic man in a cabin thing. Uh, so hopefully people will dig it. That sounds awesome. Uh, where can people follow you? You can find me on all the social meds at, at Josh Rubin, R-U-B-E-N, as in Rubin Blades. Um, and uh, joshesmindhouse.com, all one word. You know, check out the site. It's posters, it's merch, it's a bio, it's pictures. It's, it's really a lot of fun. There's probably some text there too. I hope so. HTML style. Wow. Josh Rubin, thank you so much for being on Fresh Scare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was my interview with writer, director, actor Josh Rubin, who is also a ghoul with donkey legs. He's known for college humor originals, Adam Ruins Everything, and now at least four movies, but who's counting, right? <laughs> Just kidding. I, of course, am. Scare Me, Werewolves Within, Blood Relatives, and A Wounded Fawn are all available on your internet-connected devices for immediate consumption. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with The Crypt Keeper. As we kick off 2023, our culture critic, The Crypt Keeper, looks back on some of his favorite films from 2022. This week, 
we revisit the Home Share Scarefest, Barbarian. After you watch Barbarian, you may think twice about booking your next slaycation in a Scarebnb. <laughs> Writer director Zach Krager of the sketch comedy group The Whitest Kids Who Throw You Over a Railing takes the old creepy cabin in the middle of nowhere trope and gives it a gut renovation. <laughs> Urban blight and decay set the stage for six days and seven frights you'll always regret. <laughs> the film begins when two strangers double book the same rental home. If that's not nightmarish enough, they discover the house has a cavernous basement with more twists and turns than the movie's plot. Plenty of nervous laughs, lots of scares. Zack Kreger's barbarian was smashing. <laughs> that last pun will make more sense. If you've seen it. <laughs> For RogerEbert.com, I'm the Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper reviewed Barbarian, the 2022 horror film that was even scarier than 2022 itself. Fresh Scare is a left-handed radio product, written and performed by Adam Bozarth and Anna Rubinova. Our guest for this episode was Josh Rubin. If you like our show and would like to support us, sign up at patreon.com slash lefthandedradio. Members receive early ad-free episodes and bonus material. Please rate and review our show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about us too. Thank you for listening. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.